Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Hey, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation where you have either went through something or know somebody that has been through something that in that present time, you probably felt like you could not overcome that. You you were this thing right here was going to stop you from progressing. It was going to stop you from going forward. Um, it was going to put your whole life at a halt. Well, if that is you or someone you know, this is a conversation that you want to be a part of because I have been honored to be able to have someone on that I would be able to say has beat the odds, has been able to push past what we would think um, are things that will limit us or stop us. And so you don't want to not be a part of this conversation. So make sure that you share this, make sure you send it out because we are about to dive in it right now. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing with Anchor. I found that I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or I might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. Hello and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Hiram Roche. And on this platform, we highlight ways where men can be able to experience greatness in their everyday lives. And today I have someone on that I believe is going to, uh, that is, I'm not even going to say going to, but is um, a great picture of what greatness looks like. And so you want to be a part of this conversation. But before we dive in, I need you to do me a favor. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, if you're listening to on any of those platforms, I want you to honor me and subscribe. Just subscribe. Hit the button so that you can stay connected to all the different forms of conversations that we are going to continue to have that will help bring you tools and insights and help for your journey ahead. And for those that are watching this live, make sure that you share, you follow, and that you like. If you're looking at this on Facebook or if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you hit that uh, not that share button, but not only that, make sure you hit the subscribe and 
listened, make sure you hit that thumbs up like button because it helps more people be able to hear these stories that I'll be able to bring to my audience and to the audience of you. And so I'm excited. I hope that you are excited. So do me a favor. If you're in your car, tap the top of your steering wheel. If you're chucking a jog down the street, make sure you just clap very gently. I don't want the people to look at you wheeled. But if you're watching this live, throw me some love, throw some hearts, some hand claps in the air while we introduce our host for our guest for today, Mr. Paul. How you doing, sir? Welcome, sir. I'm doing well. Thank you for the great introduction. I'm honored. <laughs> well, someone that needs to be honored. It's it's you. You are someone that again is uh, for me is someone that is already great. Um, so do me a favor before we dive into this conversation. Uh, kind of introduce yourself to the audience and to the listening those that are listening, and we can kind of go from there. All right, sounds good. So I am now a motivational coach, mindset coach, whatever you want to call me. And I help people rewrite their stories and take control of their lives. Mm -hmm. I want people to take back their pen and write the story they want for their lives, not for anybody else, but for themselves. Because it's our lives to write and our lives to write alone. We cannot let anybody write our stories for us. It's our story to write and we need to keep the pen and we need to write the story that we want. Because all through my life, people wanted to take that pen from me. And mm -hmm. I refuse to give up my pen because it's my life pen and I want to write the story that I want for my life. So that's kind of what I'm into now. <laughs> and I love it. Y'all have to understand when I saw uh, got an opportunity to be able to read your story. Um, I was I was like, this is a very strong individual. Um, that has literally, like you just stated, has rewritten um, his life and literally has taken the pen um, and with a beautiful eraser at the end and kind of erased some of the things that <laughs> others have dictated and you wrote in what you wanted and have been writing it ever since. So what I want to do is I want to kind of give people a history so they can kind of understand, one, what we're talking about, this excitement that we have. But I want to kind of give them this history of where where this all began and then we'll build from there. So how, let's, let's go ahead and tell me, how did this all start? Okay. So uh, I don't know if your audience knows, but uh, mm -hmm. I suffer. Oh, they don't know what I suffer from, mm -hmm. but I don't know if they know about cerebral palsy. Okay. Basically, cerebral palsy happens at birth. It's lack of oxygen to the brain. And as a result of the lack of oxygen to the brain, it can leave one side of the body paralyzed and it could affect your speech. And this is permanent. This does not go away. So mm. when I was born, my mother noticed that I was not moving the right side of my body very much. And naturally she was concerned about that. So she took me to the doctors to get testing to see what was going on. And indeed it came back that I did suffer from cerebral palsy. Mm. And at the time, the doctor thought it was so severe that they thought I would never, ever be able to walk. And it would be a good idea when I got to a certain age wow. to get me into a wheelchair because that was going to be my life going forward. Wow. Well, thank goodness for a great mom. Yes. That wasn't my story. She mm -hmm. got a second, third, fourth, fifth, found a physician that was willing to help me. Mm -hmm. And with this physician's help and me doing physical therapy five to six times a, a week, I was able to walk at age three. Now, I don't mm. remember being able to walk at age three, but obviously that's a huge feat when, yeah. <laughs> when four other doctors told me I'd never be able to walk. So obviously right. that, was, that was awesome 
at that point. And um, obviously that's a feather in the cap for my mom because she was my voice at the time because I couldn't tell the doctor, no way, I'm going to walk. She oh, was yeah. my voice. So that was on. That was definitely on her. But I do remember being put into soccer roughly around five or six. And at the time, I probably mm. could run about five to or about 25 to 50 yards. And I would have to stop because the pain in my right leg would just give out. Mm. And I remember, uh, remember just basically staying there when I was playing soccer. And these other kids were running laps around the soccer field and feeling so defeated. Like, I don't even want to be on the soccer field anymore because I'm really not playing soccer. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to my mom, and this has kind of set the tone of my life. I, I said to my mom, I go, Mom, I don't want to play soccer anymore. This is ridiculous. I'm basically standing there. The kids are playing soccer around me. I'm not really playing soccer. I don't want right. to do this anymore. And my mom's saying to me, Paul, if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's fine. But you need to honor your commitments. Mm. You need to finish out the soccer season. And after that, if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's your prerogative. And that's basically what's happened. I'm 41 years old and I haven't played soccer <laughs> since <laughs> my life. <laughs> but I got a huge break when I was, I gosh, probably about seven, I think it was. I got mm-hmm. surgery on my right foot to tighten up the tenets, to give me a little bit more spring in my step, and basically almost to take away the pain when I was feeling when I ran. Mm-hmm. And this was a game changer for me. I didn't know how big of a game changer it was until my first day of PE. I switched schools. It's my first day of PE. We're doing our stretches. And the teacher says, okay, guys, now run a lap. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go again. <laughs> I'm going to run 25 to 50 yards. I'm going to have to stop. And these kids are going to see that and they're going to start teasing me. But because of the surgery was different, I went past that point where I normally have to stop. And I remember saying to myself, come on, Paul, you got this, bud. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And I finished the lap with the other kids. On the outside, I kept it cool. But on the inside, I was like, yes, 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 yes. The first time in my life where I fit in, I didn't stand out. I felt so good about myself. And, and things got easier for me because of the surgery. Right. But I wouldn't consider them easy. I switched schools again in middle school, junior high, whatever you want to call it. And that's a tough age to switch schools. These yeah. kids are 12 or 13 years old, becoming teenagers, hormonal changes. And a lot of them have gone to school with each other for years and years and years. And they've already have their clicks. Mm-hmm. So just coming in as a new kid is going to be tough. But I was a new kid. I walk with a limp. I hold my right arm differently, so it was even tougher for me. I couldn't break in. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make friends. I was getting bullied and teased pretty much every single day. It was really, really rough at this school. And on top of that, I was raised Catholic, so uh, my mom wanted me to go to Catholic high school after I, I graduated from this middle school. Mm-hmm. So I had to take a test to see where I was going to be placed academically. Well, I must have bombed the test because when I met with the principal and my mom, the principal tells both of us that we're going to put me at the lowest level possible. Mm. And she doesn't expect much from me. I don't seem like I'm college material after the test I took. Wow. One test I did the principal. So now I'm think I'm not only am I getting bullied and teased in school. Now I think I'm stupid. Right. So right. I'm, I'm crying myself to sleep most nights saying, why me? Why do I have to go through this? Why mm. can't I just be a, a normal kid that doesn't have to go through all these challenges? I don't know what came over me, but midway through my eighth grade, right before I got into high school, I was sick and tired of feeling angry and sad all the time because mm-hmm. I knew deep down those weren't my go-to emotions. But because of the environment I was in, those were the emotions that were coming up quite frankly for me. 
Right. And I thought to myself, what could I do to distract me? What could I do that I could focus on so I could mm -hmm. ignore the noise that was happening in my life all the time? And I thought, mm -hmm. what could that be? And I thought, I love baseball. So I thought, what if I tried to make my varsity baseball team in high school? So I played fall ball, winter ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. I was doing this over and over and over again. And the great thing about this, I know this now. I didn't know this when I was going through it, but I know this mm -hmm. now. I was changing the energy I was sending out to these kids. I had more confidence in myself. I had my shoulders back, my head up. And as a result of this new energy I was sending out to these kids, they were in turn sending a different energy back towards me. Mm. In other words, instead of bullying and teasing me, they start rooting for me. So I started to have a support system. So my high school career was much different than my middle school career, all because of my energy shift. And that alone is a win. Just right. that alone is a win. But yes, the very on top of the whole thing was I was able to make my varsity baseball team as a junior and a senior. And my, wow. in my senior year, I was able to pitch a three-hit shutout, and they poured the great Gatorade on me, and I felt so alive. I felt so great about myself. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and now I graduate high school, and I start to really think about what that principal said to me years earlier about not being college material. Mm -hmm. See, all through high school, I just mailed it in. I just did enough to stay eligible to play baseball because I thought to myself, what's the point? I'm not college material. Just do enough to get by. Stop wasting time in school. Just do enough and then move on. And mm -hmm. that's how I that's how I did my high school career. So I, I did not have a good GPA, um, but I thought to myself, I just made this goal to make my varsity baseball team when I was in middle school. Somebody with cerebral palsy. I thought that it was going to be impossible. It was just basically something to ignore the noise with. That was all it was. But I was able to accomplish the goal. So why not set another goal for myself to say that I'm college material? So I enrolled into a junior college because that was the only place that would accept me at the time. I got myself a math tutor. I got myself a regular tutor. I went to the math lab, and I did this six days a week. I did everything necessary to increase my grade point average. And as a result of all this good work, I was able to transfer to a four-year university where I graduated. And I so wanted to go back to that principal and say, see, see, you were wrong. I was college material. <laughs> but in the end, I probably should thank her because her voice was playing in my head all through college saying that Ooh. I was not college material. And I was going to say to her, I'm, I'm going to show you I am college material. Right. So I should thank her for, for uh, allowing me to hit the books as hard as I did with hearing her voice. So she gave me the motivation to really hit it hard. Maybe that was her, her goal all along. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I moved right. on. I'm good with it. So now I'm, gosh, what, 22, 23 years old. I have no life experience whatsoever. I have no mm -hmm. idea what the heck I want to do with my life. And I had a family friend who was a CEO of a small bank, and he said, why don't I hire you? you uh, I'm, I'm making you a mortgage loan officer. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not doing anything else. Let's do it. Hire me. So he <laughs> hires me. And I get into this company. And right when I get in there, nobody wants to talk to me. Everybody is shunning me. And I'm mm. thinking, this is crazy. I'm sitting alone at lunch. I'm thinking, I haven't felt this way since middle school. What the heck is going on? And I quickly realized what the issue was. They all knew I got hired on by that CEO. So they knew it wasn't because of the talents I had. It's because the name I knew. So their plan was they were going to chew me up and spit me out because I didn't belong there. And I mm. thought to myself, well, I'm going to prove them wrong. So I dug in. I had a positive attitude. I never complained about the workload. And from afar, because they didn't want to talk to me, 
I was observing what the top loan officers did in the company. Hmm. I remember my first day of wanting to go out in the field and get loans for the first first time. And the family friend CEO stops me and goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm ready. I'm going out to get loans. And he has a concerned look on his face like, no, 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 no. You are not ready yet. Let's get you some more training and then we'll get you out in the field. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got this. Let me go. I'm going to go. He's like, all right. And he was right. I needed more training. I <laughs> fell on my face constantly for months and months and months. <laughs> I, was, I was lost. But slowly but surely, I started to realize value I could add to the clients. And then I started mm. bringing loan, one loan in and more loans and more loans and more loans. And two years later, I became a top producer in this company. And awesome. the people that didn't want to talk to me when I first got there are now coming to me with questions on how I was able to turn it around in such a short period of time. And um, I felt so good about the industry and felt so good about my life and everything was going great. And then 2008, 2009 hit and then the economy just tanked it. I would mm. get a job in the mortgage industry and the whole company would go belly up. And I get another job in the mortgage industry and that company would go belly up. And this happened several times. So I was really losing the luster of the mortgage industry. But I'll never right. forget the last place I was at. They brought in this motivational speaker to kind of pump up the sales team, to bring the numbers up and all this good stuff. And the guy blew me away. The guy was tremendous. Hmm. So I made a point to talk to him after to tell him how great of a job he did. And he was so gracious. He allowed me to pick his brain. He said he started as a life coach. And I'm like, life coach? What in the heck is a life coach? And he explained that to me. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's what I want to be. So while I was in the mortgage industry, I was getting my coaching certificate and I was starting to tell people that I, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to get in this type of coaching and they were just kind of humoring me. Okay, life coach, go out and get loans, bud, whatever, whatever. <laughs> things started to get serious though. Things got serious because I started to get my website up and everything going on. The legal team got word of what I was doing and explained what I was doing. And they're like, this could be an, a conflict of interest. We'll get back to you. And I'm thinking to myself, that doesn't sound good. And they come back to me with this five-page report, what I could and couldn't say as a coach. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. if I call this to the T, I'm not going to make any traction in the coaching world at all. So I spent a year paying down Ooh. all my debts, did everything necessary to keep my debts down low. And, I, and then a year later, I quit. And people are looking at me like, you're crazy. You just made President's Club and you're leaving? What in the heck are you doing? You're a mortgage loan officer. What is this life coaching stuff? That's pie in the sky nonsense, man. Wow, yeah. And, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, maybe. And they're like, you're be back. So I get into coaching and things were rough for me at coaching for, for mm -hmm. a long time. And I thought maybe I'm going to have to get back into to the mortgage world. Maybe I'm not cut out for the coaching thing. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize what the real crux of the problem was. How do I expect people to be vulnerable with me if I'm not vulnerable with them? Mm -hmm. See, the story I told you about having cerebral palsy, I wanted to bury that story. I didn't want to tell a soul about that story because all through growing up, all I wanted to do was fit in. I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want any special treatment. So even if I brought up I had cerebral palsy, I would be in, almost in tears. If, if people saw me limping, I'd make up some silly excuse. I didn't want to go there with cerebral palsy. But mm -hmm. I thought to myself, the only way I'm going to get traction in the coaching world is I, if I be vulnerable with my story. 
So I started telling people my story. I've been going different various podcasts and groups and telling people about my story. And I'll never forget my first coaching client comes to me and says, Paul, I don't have cerebral palsy, but I have X, Y, and Z. I think you can help me. I would like to hire you as a coach. And then things just start building and building and building. And now I'm on a mission to get people to take back their pen and write the story they want for their lives, not for anybody else and not let anybody else write their story, but have them write the story that they want for their lives. Yeah, I I love this. Um, Paul, when I think about it's a combination of things that, that are going through my mind, um, because I think about sometimes I'm as I'm listening to your story, I'm like, OK. You had an introduction scenario uh, that should have shifted your life in a negative sense. Um, you have your the life challenges that has now came along with it. You've had scenarios of where people didn't believe in you, people pushed against you. Um, in some sense, you had all of these different situations, but no matter what the situation was happening at the present time, either your mom or yourself was finding a way to push past that situation, push push past that scenario and not allowing those negative views or those negative pieces to define what you are going, what you are or what you are going to be. Um, and, and it, and that is intriguing for me because you know, for me, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about with myself. No, I don't have like you like you were sharing, even with the gentleman, I might not have uh, cerebral palsy. I might not have certain forms of, you know, situations or sickness. But there are things that I feel like are my shortcomings. There are things just like uh, there are things where I feel like are um, my personal handicaps or there are things that have been said about me or written about me in my own personal life that I have not allowed that I have allowed in this aspect to be able to write the story. And I've been living by that storyline um, and I've allowed that storyline to keep me in a posture and a position where I'm not progressing all the way that I could. Um, I'm not growing in the things that I probably could, nor just like you, what you're saying, because I'm not sharing that <laughs> openly and trans being transparent, I might not also be helping the people that I could be helping. Um, and so as I'm listening to your story, I'm, I'm, on one end, it's like, okay, I'm looking at all these dots that are connected. I'm looking at all these different pieces that are happening throughout your life. But to then look at you or or look at where you are today and can be able to say, I probably would not have known Paul if you never would have said, this is my situation. With all the things that you've pushed past, which all with all the um, people that you have, you know, per se disappointed with you actually doing these things with all of those different things that has happened over your journey. You not saying that this is my not not being vulnerable enough to be able to be open enough. Um, I probably still wouldn't have been able to know your name 
And I, we probably wouldn't have been able to get the help that we need um, if you wouldn't have surpassed those things. And if you wouldn't have, uh, if you wouldn't have rewritten in what this journey looks like for you. Uh, so the question that I have now is how do you help people to get into either a mindset or a posture of where they can start to rewrite their journey? Well, I start with routines. That's okay. number one. That's I have a practice that I, that I do that I have my clients do uh, each morning. So basically, when you wake up, whatever time that is, mm -hmm. before you start your morning routine, take a few minutes to think about what is going well in your life right now. What are you grateful for right this moment? It could be a mm. great spouse. It could be good kids. It could be a good job. It could be you had a rotten day before and I'm alive and I have an opportunity to change it. Yeah. Whatever it is, there's something you can grab onto and focus in on that and start your day on that thought. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is when you start your day with a positive thought, your mind focuses is on positive things in your day mm. because you can go the opposite way, right? You could have a negative mindset. You could be driving to work and you could get a flat tire and go, just my luck. Yeah. This would happen to me. Mm -hmm. Bad things do happen to me. I would get a flat tire going to work. And I would say to that individual, yeah, bad things happen to you because you're seeking out those bad things. Wow. How often do you buy a car and all of a sudden, you drive that car around. You see that same car all over the place. You didn't see it before, but you see it now. It's yep. the same thing with the positive and negative mindset. So first things first, we mm -hmm. got to change our thinking. We say things to ourselves on a daily basis in our heads that we wouldn't say to our worst enemies, but we mm -hmm. say to ourselves daily. That's and we need true. to be aware of that. It's because it's not okay to say those things to ourselves. We don't deserve that. We need to change that thinking. So that's the first thing. Before we start any type of goal work, we got to change the way we think about ourselves. It's all about self-care first and foremost. And then mm -hmm. once we start to do the self-care, then we can start talking about rewriting your story. But if, if we don't have the foundation, we're mm -hmm. not going to be able to write our story. Okay. So, so starting off with a positive outlook, a positive thought process, um, do you recommend people might having to write something down at first to be able to say, okay, these are some things that, you know, even if it's just my I am factor, you know, I am great. I am strong. I am, you know, wise. I might have, a, I am whatever. Um, do you recommend something to that aspect as well to be able to help them kind of, like you said, get into that right mindset, uh, for their day? Absolutely. I, 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 I recommend writing it down. I just have a client that just hates writing. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny that he coming to me to rewrite a story, but he doesn't like to write, but whatever. So I just said, okay, that's fine. Don't write it down, but I need you to intentionally think about it every single morning. But yes, I do would recommend journaling. That would be, uh, you know, tremendous. I would, I would, I recommend journaling in the morning, mm -hmm. midday at lunch. If you can just write down, what good things that happened to you since you woke up to lunch. And mm -hmm. then when you go to bed, right before you go to bed, journal, you know, some good things that happened to you from lunch to when you go to bed. I, I, I think that's good. I think you should go to bed feeling happy. Yeah. So it sounds like the first entry point is creating a pattern of where we're focusing on the positives in life yes. instead of focusing on the negatives. Yes. 
Yes. Um, because we are, I don't want to say we're wired in some sense, um, but we naturally gravitate yeah. to the negative side. Um, you know, what negative thing happened? Who did me wrong? What, ha what happened wrong? Whatever. We naturally gravitate to that. So with your pattern, we're changing that story mm -hmm. of now directing our focus to more of a positive thought process, positive outlook yeah. um, throughout our day. Uh, so that's the first step. So what would be the next, after I've now created this person, this pattern of now focusing on my positives, how, what else do I do to be able to change that, that narrative? So, so yeah, so we, so then that, then, then we go into, um, I, I have people take a day and write down your thoughts and mm. uh, the whole day, like not, you know, every single moment, but whenever you yeah. think of it, write it down, have it right next to you and write it down, write exactly. it all down. Don't judge it. Just write it. Just keep writing, keep writing and keep writing. Mm -hmm. And then we meet on, on a coaching session and we go over those thoughts. And unfortunately, nine times out of 10, when we do that, the, the client is like, man, I can't believe I say this crap to myself. Why do I say this? I can't, I never thought of all this stuff that I'm saying to myself on a right. daily basis. This is right. embarrassing. And they, I mean, a lot of the time they say this is embarrassing. Mm, 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 mm. And, and that, that's the, that's the, that's the trick though. Now we're mm. aware, we're aware of these, of what we're saying to ourselves. Now mm. we can start to train our mind when that happens, when we start going down that that rabbit hole of negativity, mm -hmm. we can stop and go, no, 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 no. This is not reality. This right. is just a thought. And mm. we can change that thought pattern. And that, and then, so then we start, while we're doing that, what mm -hmm. really happens is we start to gain confidence in ourselves. We start to break those limited beliefs that we have of ourselves. Oh, I can never go back to school because I'm never smart. I'm this, the, whatever the excuse is. Right. We have all these limited beliefs. But now we, we realize that those are just thoughts. That's not reality. So now mm. we're now we're primed. We're ready to go. And now we start to dive into what is our passion? What do yeah. we like to do? So we dive into that. I have them write out like, all kinds of stuff that they like to do, you know, and just keep writing. Again, mm -hmm. don't judge anything. Just keep yeah. it writing. Let's get in that creative flow. And out of that list, we come back together and we think about what, what are you passionate about out of that list? And mm -hmm. we pick three or four. And then it's kind of like trial and error. Well, that really, really does not what I want. And we go there. Right. It's good. <laughs> it's a constant, it's a constant change. It's all creativity. And then we, if we find something we're, that we want to go with, then we do it. Yeah. And, and that, that gets us that, that springboard that we need to go after whatever that goal is. What, and it could be a simple, I've had a client come to me and goes, Paul, I don't have any friends. I have never had any friends. Wow. And you know, and it's, all, and then we get into getting out of our comfort zone. We start to have conversations with people that we normally wouldn't have conversations with. That's right. another thing that, that I'm big with is I'm going to be pushing you outside your comfort zone because nothing grows in that comfort zone. Now I know it's nice and comfy. You got your blood <laughs> and we're all good, but we don't grow in that. We have to push ourselves, whatever that is. It could be asking for that promotion, asking for that raise, 
asking that girl to marry marry you. What, mm -hmm. what, whatever. Start to have kids. Maybe maybe you you always wanted to have kids, but you're like, oh, the money, this and that. Sometimes you have to jump off the deep end and start swimming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so so it sounds like we are literally retraining our brain mm -hmm. to think the way that we want or need our brain to think or our minds to think for us to get to the places that we should be getting to. Yes. Um, yes. So, so we're starting with, you know, looking at positivity. We're then shifting on, let's now expose our thought process that we think about our own selves and how we are limiting our own selves by our own thinking. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, that is not reality. Yes, but it's 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 just a thought. It's just a thought yes. that has no tangible yes. nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's able to be changed. It's able to be, uh, and I'm using this person this word loosely. It's able to be manipulated. Yes, because it's just a thought. Mm -hmm. um, but the purpose of it is to be able to get us to then do what we're actually supposed to be doing. Yes, what what you know breaking those limit and those barriers. Um, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking about moments of where I have literally probably thought myself out of doing a whole lot of things. We all have, <laughs> you we know, have. just, you know, thinking think for, for, um, for a very, I would say almost probably six months to a year. I almost thought myself out of doing, starting a podcast. Oh. What stopped you? Uh, what, 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 how did you overcome that? Um, being very honest, it was a, the support system that was around me. Um, you know, people like my wife, where she would be able to just really push and, and say, well, let me, let me, I'll give you this. So you can kind of understand. Okay. I did 12 years of youth ministry as okay. the youth leader. Um, and so when it was, when I was thinking about this aspect of doing it, she was like, uh, you've been helping people for a very long time. Like, <laughs> why are you limiting yourself and saying now you can't do it? And I'm like, well, it's different. They, you know, <laughs> and I'm going through this whole process of how and why. Uh, but then it got to where it was like, but what if they don't listen? What if they don't feel like I'm this? And I, I don't know if I'm smart enough. And I don't know if I better. And it was this whole process. Um, and it was like, after a while, the support system that I had was like, hey, man, you're all in here. Let's change that. What if you actually did it and you actually helped somebody? What if you actually have something in you that's going to help a lot of different people? You know, it's like, okay, now we're changing the thought process. Now we're changing this perspective. And because of those things, then it went to me now talking to myself as a podcaster. Yes, I am a podcaster. Yes. You know, I, I like being a podcaster. These are who I'm supposed to be speaking to. This, this is all. And then at that point, now it's like, now I got the energy. Now I'm looking for who can <laughs> I bring and who can I find and what can I say? And yeah. you know, all of those things, because like you said, I had to change my thought process, my mindset about me, not per se about what I was doing, but more so about me first 
before then I can now start dealing with these other pieces. So I'm, I personally, I love this. Um, I love, I love this. Is there a way? Well, let me ask this because, because I can, whatever, for whatever reason in my mind, I can hear somebody saying, well, I've been, I am 50 something years old and I've been thinking like this my whole entire life and I'm never going to change. Can somebody still change no matter what their age? And no matter what they have been through, can they use the steps in the process that you use um, for your your people in your coaching? Can they use this process to break those patterns? The answer is yes, but they got to want it. They can't Mm. be using that excuse. I'm too old. If you're going to use that excuse, I'm too old. You're not going to change. Yeah, yeah you, your mind, you're just going back to that negative pattern. You're just going to go loop, 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 loop. Well, I'm too old. That's the way it goes. That's it. Well, if you're going to have that attitude and that mindset, you're not going to change. Yeah, You have to have that growth mindset and go, you know what? I've done this this way for so long and have the ego to say, you know what? It's not working for me. Maybe I should try something different. I mean, that's so huge. Yeah, to put the is. ego aside a second and say, you know what? I need to change what I'm doing because it's not giving me the rewards that I want. Yeah. And once you can put that ego aside, then everything else comes into play because then you're like, okay, I can live in the present. Let's what's the next step. Let's go from there. But if you're going to constantly live in the past and going, Oh, I tried X, Y, and Z. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Or X, y, then yeah, it's not going to work. You got to want it. If you don't want it, you're not going to change. That is the bottom line. That's what I right. I talk to people like like I I do not wave a magic wand in front of their face and they're magically going to write the story they want to write. That does not happen. They got to right. do the heavy lifting and they got to want it. They got to want it worse than I want. It. Believe me, I want it for them bad. There's times where I got to hold in the reins a little bit and go, <laughs> okay, wait, wait, this is their story, not my story. Right, they right. They need to do it. But I get so excited and get so jazzed up that, mm-hmm. that I, I want it so bad for them. But but the bottom line is that doesn't work that way. They got to want it for themselves and only for themselves. And if they don't, if they want that, then they can change. If they don't, then they're not going to change. So yeah. hopefully that answers your question. No, it does. It does. Because I, I know that, you know, the some of the old sayings, you know, mm-hmm. you can't teach a new dog old tricks, yeah. you know, yeah. old dog new tricks, and yeah. you know, all of these things. And you see this uh, constant mindset that where where you hear those, you hear those excuses because I'm too old, um, because this is all I know, uh, this is all I've seen, you know, this is what I was, you know, it's like this constant echo that keeps us uh, limited. Um, and so for the person that is listening or the person that is watching that you feel like, I would say this way, you know, you want more, but you're afraid to do more. You're afraid to go after it. And every time you start to think about what you want to do and you see somebody else doing something that your heart starts, you know, just beating fast and you get excited because you know that that's something you actually love. But then you start to tell yourself in, t- in your mind mentally, well, what if it, I can't do and da, 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 and you go through these whole things. This conversation is for you. Do you want it bad enough? Do you want the thing that you feel deep inside? Do you want that bad enough to say, I'm willing to change the thought process to get to where I want to go? I'm willing to rewrite this story that I've been telling myself 
I'm willing to, I'm willing and I want badly to now change that uh, so that I can be able to get to my greatness. So I can be able to, you know, say hi to the girl that's been walking past me every day that I've been waiting to actually just say hello, not answer anything else, but just say hi. You know, just those things that we normally go through in life that sometimes we allow our thought process and our fears to keep us back from. And if that is you, I want you to make sure that you connect with Paul, Uh, because, again, this conversation can help you. But there are tools and there are things that people like Paul um, give us and gain to and, and allow us to be able to have to be able to break those barriers. Some of those barriers are some things that we have years. We have created this conversation for years in our thought process and in our minds But the reality is Paul came to help us all today, even me. He came to help us all today so that we can stop being stuck by our thought process and literally now take the time to rewrite our own story. And I can say this. Paul, I'm thankful that you wrote, rewrote yours. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm thankful that you rewrote yours and you did not allow all the obstacles and all the all the voices around you to stop you from rewriting your story, that you literally did not allow anything to limit the ability and the strength that you have. Um, And so because of that, I know I'm probably one in a thousand um, that you're that you're going to help, but I'm thankful that I got an opportunity to be able to meet you and got a chance to talk with you um, because you rewrote your own story. So thank you for doing that, sir. Thank you so much for that. Well, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for reaching out to me to come on your on your podcast. You're a wonderful, wonderful host. Oh, you, thank you, you. you, your energy is so contagious. Uh, I, <laughs> I understand why you have a great following. So, oh, thank I, you so I, much. I appreciate the time so much. Oh, yes, thank you so much. Now, before we go, there is something that I do with all of my guests. Um, I ask this one major question. Now, I don't have a lot of questions that I have written (laughs) down, but this specific question is one question that none of my guests can leave until they answer. Um, And so the question is, what's greatness to you? Greatness to me is inner happiness. Being happy with who you are right now, not who you were in the past, not who you think you want to be in the future, but who you are right now, being happy for the person you are. Because you have talent. If you don't, if you don't know what it is, it's up to you to find what those talents are. And once you find what those talents are, it's up to you to share it with the world to see because everybody has something of talent they could share with the world. Wow. That is greatness. Uh, I, I remember... Um, saying something to someone years ago, uh, they wanted to change. They wanted, they, they, they were tired per se of living the way they were at. And my statement was to them, you have to first accept who you are today. Before we can change anything, before we can do any development and reaching to the stars, we have to accept the person that we are today. And that's your successes and your failures all in one beautiful piece 
because that's a part of who we are. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for that definition. Uh, and thank you again for coming on and being a part of this conversation. Um, I have enjoyed this. Uh, truly, I have truly enjoyed this conversation. And I would love to do some more conversations with you in the future. Yeah. Um, and uh, we can help more and more people be able to break these barriers uh, that we all have in, inside of our own selves. I, I had a lot of fun talking with you. It was great. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. So for all those that are listening, as well as those that are watching, um, please go and follow Paul. Uh, you can follow him on his various different platforms that he has. Go check out his website. Uh, if you feel like this conversation was something that that pulled and impacted you and you say that this this connects with you, go check out his website. And, and go ahead and connect with him. Uh, you can connect with him through his Facebook and all of that. All those informations will be in the description below for those that are listening. And you can be able to, I would say, take advantage of these pieces. So again, thank you so much, sir. And uh, thank you for all of you that are on and that are listening. I love you all. And we'll see y'all next time. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I pray that this conversation was impactful to you in some form of way. What I want to make sure is that not only are you hearing and learning this information, but that you're taking the time to apply something, some nugget, some, some piece that you took from this conversation that you can say, I can apply this for my life to be better. I want you to continue to be with me and make sure that you're with me every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you all, and I'll talk to you next time, right here on the Focus on Greatness family. Bye-bye.